How many tackles can one man break? Touchdown. Cross to the middle. Juggle. Touchdown, Nebraska. This is Generation Red. The snap is down. The kick is up. The kick is. Get that right. way. And the kick is. Set throws. Pat it down. Intercepted it. Dominic to two. Two to the 20. 15. Hawkins. Crouching. Boxing. Touchdown, Sue. Well, folks, we are back with another episode of Generation Red, episode 30, as a matter of fact. My God, we've done 30 of these, plus the three roundtables. Did you think we'd get this far (laughs) and do this many, really, when we started? I had a feeling. um, It was just a matter of seeing it come to fruition, and I am just beyond stoked that this is where we're at right now. And I feel like, it. it, honestly, where I'm at right now is that I'm actually pleasantly happy with uh, how far I feel like we've actually gotten ourselves with not only the quality of our Absolutely. audio, but the production quality that you've put into all of this. And oh, thank you. I am, I am just absolutely floored by, by where we're at now. And I'm excited to see where the future goes, especially rolling into our second season. Yeah. here. It is, you know what, it is really cool because I've been looking at at, at uh, Spreaker statistics and stuff for downloads, and even though we're only we've only been doing uh, once a month live streams with the guys from the Husker Cuzcast, uh, we've still in the last thirty days got over a hundred downloads of past shows, plus of course the more recent ones. So I think that's pretty encouraging. Um, and the roundtables of I think all three of them have eclipsed all the numbers that any of our previous shows did so apparently there is an appetite out there for a couple of podcasts coming together to talk about similar topics and i think that's pretty cool uh but tonight we're going to just be us you and me hanging out taking a look into the future um of not only previewing the spring game uh, but then we're going to take a look at the future of our podcast and i'm really looking forward to talking about this because we've got some exciting stuff that we'd like to do with the show and we'd like we'd like to have all of our listeners and viewers come along with us because it's going to be a fun ride um but before we kind of get into all that let's just take a look back a little bit about what we've done the last three months that we haven't been doing generation red uh of course as i mentioned a minute ago we had the round tables with the husker cuscast and i'm telling you what that was a lot of fun i don't know what you thought of those three, but I had an absolute blast hanging out with those guys and getting some connections to, to other people out there that do Husker content. Oh, dude, I was like, shout out to the Husker Cuzcast once again. Um, they've just been upstanding guests on our podcast and they're just so insightful. They all mm-hmm. have a, a unique chemistry to say the least. Um, they're just, they they're, they come well prepared and that really helps us uh, not only with the quality of the content that we put out with just the the nuances of, of information that comes from five different dudes um, but also it helps us because they've been doing this for you know five six years and so having um, having kind of like that 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 subvert mentorship coming from those guys has just been absolutely awesome and and yeah, like I look forward to more more time spent with them. Hopefully one of these days we can get together with them in person. Like that would just be awesome. 
Um, but yeah, shout out yeah. to the Cuss Cast, all those guys. Um, subscribe to their podcast. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Boy, your audio is really wonky on my end. I don't know if, if mine is on your end, uh, but your camera's frozen, so I don't know if you want to maybe shut your camera off for a little bit. Um, or maybe I need to turn mine off because it's messing with the, with the stream. But uh, sorry about that, folks. I'm not in the greatest internet area, but I'm doing my best. Uh, as far as me, some things that changed for me was I actually moved to Lincoln, which is uh, pretty cool. I'm glad we got to move there. It's been fun. It's been cool being able to get together with you guys a little more often and hanging out and going to baseball games and all that fun stuff. And then you uh, went on a vacation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Right at the – I was right before Valentine's Day. My wife and I went out to Arizona to go visit some family for basically three days. We flew out there real quick and flew back real quick, um, mostly because, well, I haven't seen my grandparents, my aunt, and my uncle in quite some time. It's been basically eight years since I have last seen them, Um, and what that means is that They've never met my wife. They had never met her, um, mostly because uh, when we got married, we got married right at the beginning of COVID, and the city like ordinance rules or whatever was you couldn't have gatherings bigger than 50, and so we had a really tiny wedding. My grandma was in really poor health at the time, um, and we weren't inviting any aunts and uncles. So by process of elimination, we just, they, they just didn't participate in the wedding, which broke our hearts, but it was amazing to go out and see them and have them meet Kelsey. And it was just a great time. We got to go out into, uh, into a few, uh, little nature areas with, with some big rocks and climbed up a bunch of stuff and went shopping and, um, Mm -hmm spent some good quality time. So I was really stoked about that. That's awesome, man. I really wish, wished, uh, my folks could have been there for the wedding, but, uh, the fact that you were able to get out there is really cool. And you've got some other stuff that you've started doing to, uh, to play around with that beautiful red car of yours. Yeah. Yeah. I've been doing, I've been doing a few things with the car. Uh, I recently just took it into a mechanic. Um, nothing wrong with the car other than just like a clunky, sound coming from the back of oh my camera's being goofy it decided it didn't want to focus anymore whatever um yeah there was a clunky noise or there still is a clunky noise in the back of my car and i'm 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 on a hunch um but that's one thing that i haven't gotten sorted out but i got my transmission fluid swapped you know got an oil change you know did nice. all, all did a like you know 99 point inspection to make sure that things were were looking neat and fair and fine um and I bought some wheels, some used wheels. They're actually uh, stock wheels from the Evo 10, the Mitsubishi Evo 10 GSR. Um, they fit perfectly on a Mazda speed. Uh, so nice. I bought them. They had some curb rash, a few chips in the paint. So uh, I ended up taking them and I'm in the middle of restoring them right now. I've put about 13 hours of work into them. Um, and I'm just at the final phase. I'm just painting them now. So, uh, I'm really excited about that. The, the wheel fitment will look way better and I'm just really happy about that. And then plans in the future is a few performance upgrades, uh, suspension and, uh, exhaust. So I will 
be doing that here in the near future. Very nice. Uh, as you know, last time I was home, this last weekend or the weekend before, whatever it was, happened to go to a baseball game with uh, Levi, and that was fun. Happened to run into one of the Redcast guys, Redcast Dave. That was really cool. Um, and they did not – they lost two out of three games against Michigan that week. But this weekend, they swept Ohio State three games, all three games, 5-3 to three on Friday, 10-5 to five yesterday, and 17-5 to five today. So hopefully that means the offense is finally waking up. Uh, but they were also going against a pitching staff that had the highest ERA in the Big Ten. So uh. <laughs> you would hope they'd be able to hit them fairly well, and apparently they did the last two days especially. So anyway, that kind of covers all of our, uh, what would you call that, housekeeping. Why don't we move into uh, talking about the spring game here real quick. Yeah, let's do it. Let's talk about it. And unfortunately, one of the people I was really looking forward to watch perform in the spring game is not going to be there. Uh, that being Xavier Betts, who, as all of us who consume Husker content know, is at this point, as far as I understand, no longer with the team. Um, some of the insight I've heard is that he's just not really into playing football. He's got other interests and things that he does in his life. And he's probably not used to getting coached as hard as I'm sure Mickey Joseph coaches him. So it's a shame he's gone. Uh, but, hey, if the team needs to move on and find guys that want to be there, then I guess that's probably best for the team, right? Yeah, it's 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 a shame because he just had a high ceiling for talent. Um, but, you know, I I don't blame anybody for not wanting to play football anymore it's a really really hard sport it's very very demanding on your body and on your mental Mm -hmm. uh stability and some people are cut out for it and others are not i would not be one of them so i really don't have any place to speak on behalf of that but um yeah as far as we can tell from many media sources and insider scoops is that it's not some sort of nefarious situation. He's not in trouble. You know, first rumors that were spreading right. around. It's were not disciplinary. Ac- yeah. Or not academic in a, in an ineligibility. Um, Cause those were the rumors that I was uh, first seeing, which is just disheartening that that's the first thing that people want to go to is, Oh, the person is a degenerate or, Oh, the person is a, is a, is a dummy and can't seem to get good grades, which granted those things yeah. do happen, but it's just like, man, we have a lot of cynicism in Oscar nation when that's the first thing we want to assume out of somebody who's no <laughs> longer playing football. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a bummer. It really is. I hope that whatever he, whatever he chooses to do in life outside of the realm of football, that he can be insanely successful with it and he finds meaning and purpose in doing so. Um, but yeah, man, I'm bummed out. Cause he, he was one of the guys that when we've been talking about uh preseason preseason, like, excitement Xavier Betts has been on the docket for that like in the in my top five for the most part of dudes that I'm really excited for um oh there's three of you dad nice (laughs) you see that I'm not Uh, sure why (laughs) oh well um (laughs) I removed the one I think (laughs) yeah we're just having some from the stream and then but a boom I just tried to make that I tried to put the deal at full screen and it did not like it. So 
Oh gosh. <laughs> anyway, I don't know uh, where you were at at that point, but go uh, ahead if if uh, you've got more things to say. Yeah, I was just going to say that uh that he just it's it's just a bum it's just a bummer man he just was such an excitement for me to see what he could do if he could really like uh pinpoint those right. those skills with his agility and his elusiveness and his ability to to get out into open field and use that breakaway speed and his talent for our offense like it's just it's a bummer yeah. it's just a big all-around bummer yep it sucks there's no doubt about it but you know He's not the only guy going to be missing, right? We've got a basically a giant medical ward of players not playing, notably the two best offensive linemen, like in Turner Corcoran and and uh, and you don't I think uh, isn't good lord I completely lost his name, the dude that tore his ACL. You know who I'm talking about? Um, he's uh, out, of course. Our top four, yeah, I can't remember his name. My God, I can't believe that. Yeah, um, for some reason I'm just thinking of Fedoni, but that's on offense. It's not. It's not Fedoni. No. Oh, uh, Prohaska. Oh Teddy yes. Prohaska's out. Yes. Yeah. Uh, he, he re-injured his. And then uh, you got your top ACL. four tight ends with Bokalek, Fedoni, Hickman, Brewington is out. So I'm just curious with everybody that's so key to, especially on the offensive line, is it worrisome that they can't participate in the spring game, or is it better that they're going to go into fall? extremely healthy yeah i would say that if i had to choose between them getting injured now and any time at a later point in time of, of date like now would be the time but it is really disheartening um because right. just like our coaching staff they're really not going to know i mean the spring game really only reveals so much not very much mm-hmm. at all if it if it if any um but these are kind of those key players, especially in the tight end room where uh, Whipple has talked about it. And so has uh, Casey Thompson, where there are actual design plays that we have that the first pick that our quarterback is supposed to look for is actually the tight end. And yeah, uh, granted, they have spoken highly of our walk on uh, is it Ian Borkature. Borkature. Yeah. Yeah. They've spoken. Yep. Yeah, Borkacher. Uh, they've spoken really highly of him, but I mean, with with the likes of Vokalek, ah oh, man, and then I I just can't even stress how 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 broken up I am about uh, Thomas Fedoni tearing his ACL again. Um, but then with yeah Hickman yeah. and Brewington, like those are like that's one through four. That's like one through four on on the uh, on the roster, like with those guys being down, yeah. man, it's, it, it sucks. It sucks. Um, however, you know, I, they'll plug in the guys that they're going to plug into and maybe it's better. Maybe it's better because I would actually be way more disheartened if, uh, if we saw an outstanding performance from these positions in the spring game, only to have them get injured in fall camp. Yeah. Um, and know for sure that they're not going to be playing at least for half the season. Um, so there is a little bit of a recovery window that they can have, but dang, those important, uh, those important like training snaps and camp snaps that, that they need those, those drills and everything that they're going through right now, all the way up to the spring game before fall camp. Those things are important for those guys. They, they need those reps. Um, so it's going to basically be a crapshoot. We're not going to, 
we're not going to know as much as maybe we could have known rolling into uh, 2022 kickoff with Northwestern. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you're switching offenses, uh, you switch position coaches all over the place, and you've got some key dudes, especially the offensive line, that aren't going to be there uh, playing in the spring game. But here's hoping they're like the rest of the guys and they pick up Riola's system pretty quick. Um, I'm, quite frankly, not exactly worried that those guys aren't playing. I'm more concerned as to how quickly easily they will pick up the new concepts and whatnot when it comes time for them to play. So um, I agree that's kind of that. where I stand on the issue. Let's take a look. Uh, let's, let's cover a few players that we're really looking forward to watching. Um, I'm really looking, I, I was, t- I was really torn. The player I really wanted to watch, I was torn between Trey Palmer and Anthony Grant. And I settled on Anthony Grant because uh, he's gotten all that buzz in camp and he's broken off reportedly some pretty big runs and some scrimmages. So I'm really curious to see if he can do that again uh, this next Saturday. So my pick on offense of a guy I really want to watch, it's Anthony Grant. And just for anybody watching or listening to know, we couldn't pick a quarterback. So that's why we're not choosing Casey Thompson. Like we both probably would want to. Yes. (laughs) So your, your offensive guy that you want to watch is, uh, well, same position group. Yes. Uh, if any of our followers have listened to me, um, assuming that some of you have, uh, my guy, my golden boy, my homie, the guy that I don't know, but I feel like I do in, in the bottom of my heart, uh, would be uh, Jacques Yant. Um, that's the guy who I'm going to be watching with a close eye. Uh, he seems like, based on on uh, spring, you know, pressers and and reports from from many Husker media sources is that he has put in the works thus far to earn himself a little bit more respect with his coaching staff um, and with Brian Applewhite and what he can provide for Yant that motivation that that desire to get to that next level and to hold himself to a higher standard seems like it's coming to fruition. And last year, you know, a couple of errors that we saw with Yant was, well, his, his execution, uh, he just didn't seem as sharp uh, with the playbook. Um, and second to that right. is his, uh, his stamina, his stamina or stamina. Um, he was a big dude. He's a big dude. His, his, his fuel tank was, was not very big. Um, (laughs) and so, uh, if he can, uh, figure out those things where he can be confident in the play calling and know what his job is within those X's and O's, uh, that's going to bode very well for him. And, uh, I'm just very curious to see what his talent level can look like in the spring game. Um, he's going to be a truck. And if he does have a lot more, uh, it has a lot more fuel to burn, that would just be awesome. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking forward to watching him too. I was kind of, he was my number three guy that I was really looking forward to seeing. So it was between Grant, Yant, (laughs) the Ant boys, if you will. (laughs) And then, uh, 
I've got one on defense that I'm really looking forward to watching simply because he's been getting a lot of defensive linemen talked him up on a podcast I listened to the other day where they were talking with uh, Sean Callahan from Husker Online. And they said that Ernest is really, really athletic, really, really quick. Um, so I'm looking forward to watching Ernest Hausman play. A uh, local boy from Columbus uh, by way of Africa. <laughs> so... <laughs> Uh, quite quite the story, and I'm really, really looking forward to seeing what he does on uh, next Saturday. If, if anything, I don't know how much he's going to play, how little he's going to play, but I'll just be I'll be looking for that athleticism, looking for that speed, looking to see what it is exactly he brings to that inside linebacker table. And you never know. He might be a guy that ends up putting on a few pounds and moves outside because of the speed. So anyway, um, yeah, yours is? Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing – Inside linebacker uh, Randolph Kapai from South Dakota, if I'm remembering correctly, one of the uh, one of the Dakotas. Um, I mean, he was a he was a highly rated recruit, top 250 in the nation, and we haven't seen much from him. I think last year he was injured with a shoulder injury, um, right. and so he's just kind of been in the background waiting for his, his moment to shine. Um, but I don't know. I just have this, maybe it's just intuition. I, I don't really have any, any substantial evidence based off of pressers or, or any really articles or anything, but just with that level of talent and that level of athleticism that he had in high school with him getting coached up, uh, by our inside linebacker, uh, coach, like, I think he I, I I'm I'm very curious to see what he can do. I, I'm I, I think he could be a gem, like an absolute gem. Um he just needs to get get some get some wind under his feet and get moving. So I am really yeah. uh I'm really looking forward to to seeing what Randolph can do. Yeah, and then that other guy that kind of came to mind in that in that particular position group was uh Ediva Malga Clements was a because I remember watching him in the Buffalo game flying all over the field. So I'll be mm. interested to see if he makes kind of a big move uh, this spring and this fall to get some PT. Because, you know, with R- Reimer out, you know, you know it's going to be Kla- or not Klarovics, I think, for the most part, playing in that JoJo Doman spot. Um, so you've got Hickman. You're probably going to have Hausman or Kapai that's starting next to him uh, on that first team. So that ought to be yep. interesting to see. And then out of Amalga Clements, he's probably going to play on the other side. So it ought to be fun to watch those guys uh, fly around the field, I hope. should be fun. Anyway, those are our players that we want to watch uh, on April 9th. Let's talk about some players that we think will make an impact in the spring game. Why don't you go first with your guy on offense? Yeah, so I'm looking forward to seeing this year as i'm sure everybody is just based on uh on mickey joseph's high praise of him it would be alante brown the uh private school is it private school yeah he went to a uh, like a preparatory uh, college school. preparatory preparatory academy so he kind of came in at like a almost like a sophomore in college age so yeah 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 and he was like the number one prep school guy coming out of yes school i don't know what it would be if it's high school or college i should probably look into that i don't know um nevertheless uh 
dude's just getting lots of praise. He he seems to be a guy that's that is getting lots of mention along with like Brody Belt and Omar Manning. They just seem to be getting a lot of praise. Mm-hmm. But I think out of out of Omar Manning, Alante Brown, and Brody Belt, I think that Alante has probably the most balanced set of skills um that he can provide for our offense he's just a well-rounded you know jack of all trades you know he can go on the outside he can go on yep. the inside uh he can you know do some wheel routes and and some uh and some uh uh shoot what's the word i'm looking for um some jet sweeps there we go jet sweep that was what i was thinking of um he's just a, just a well-rounded dude and he's got some good hands and uh he was a if, Man, I should have done some some research on this. Wasn't he a quarterback in in high school? I can't remember. Yeah, I think he played some quarterback, and then he played some wide receiver. I know Cam Taylor Britt came out of high school as a he was a quarterback, was recruited to be a corner cornerback. So I think Alante played some quarterback in high school. Yeah, I think you're correct. Um, yeah, I'm but yeah, I'm looking forward to this. him for sure. Do you have anything else on him you want to talk about? Um, just honestly, this is, his uh, his pure athleticism really like that's, that's pretty much the, the summary of what I wanted to, wanted to talk about, um, that I'm really excited to see what he can do. And I don't know how much of a quote unquote big splash he could make in a spring game other than just, you know, a right. few explosive plays that. I, I think the double-edged sword of a spring game is like you want to see explosive, awesome plays, but it's like, okay, was that awesome for our offense or terrible for our defense? I don't know how to interpret this. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, well, that's, that's kind of where I'm at. To your point, that's that's a good point because I've I've heard Mark Whipple talk about that, and, and I've heard Eric Shenander talk about that too, that there are times that the offense has made some plays. And there's some times that the defense has kicked their tail. So I think that's a good sign that the team overall is probably going to be fairly good. Because if you're, if you got one side of the ball dominating the other side of the ball, that season's going to be really, really long. (laughs) At least that's my, my belief. As far as my guy, I, I ended up picking one of the two guys I wanted to include with players I was going to watch. And I think a guy simply because of his attitude, Trey Palmer is my guy. And uh, I remember he did a one-on-one podcast interview with Sean Callahan from the Husker Online. And one of the first things out of his mouth was, man, I'm so glad to be here at Nebraska. And you all better better watch out because I'm fixing to put on a show. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, I was listening to it. I'm like, that's a little arrogant. Well, and then I watched the video and he was just smiling ear to ear. He was having a good time. And I think, Mm. you know, hey, in the first scrimmage, he pissed off Caleb Tanner badly enough to start a fight. So (laughs) Tanner came after him because he did some jawing after he scored a touchdown. So I'll be curious to see what kind of juice he brings to the game. And I think he's going to bring some. I think he's probably going to be target number one in a lot of those pass plays. And I know it's going to be vanilla. I know that, but Hey, they did a lot. They threw the ball downfield a lot last year, even in that wind. So I'll be I'll be watching Trey Palmer to make a big splash, probably in the first quarter, probably get sat down somewhere middle of the second quarter. Uh, as far as defense, who's on on your mind for making a big move on defense in the spring game? Um, I'm I'm like probably everybody else um, here, but Garrett Nelson. 
Like, dude has just got some wheels. He's got a tenacity to him. Um, and yeah. I don't think that the spring game is going to be a deterrent for his intensity. Like, I think he's going to be absolutely hyped up. He's going to be running around everywhere. Like, that's what I expect to see from him more than anything. Um, if there's anybody on the roster that I could look at and be like, I have the highest expectation for this one player over anybody else, it's Garrett Nelson. Um, I'm just, I mean, he's already made big splashes, but I don't think we've seen a ceiling yet. And I think that what we could see here in the spring game is just a dude that just wants to go out and kill things, um, and play lights (laughs) out and it'll be a nice little caviar to, uh, what, what's to come here in 2022. I'm just absolutely stoked to see the dude. Yep, I, he's one I really thought about putting down, too. Um, and especially when you consider there might be a little bit more competition coming into that position because the uh, O'Shawn Mathis from TCU is visiting for the spring oh, game. Oh, yeah. Top Number pass one. rusher in the t- transfer portal right now, and it's kind of between us and Texas at this point because his old coach, Gary Patterson's now at Texas. Um I don't know if he's a defensive coordinator or a defensive coach or a analyst. I have no idea what he's at Texas for, uh, but a lot of people think he's leaning that way. But I don't know, man. Casey Thompson said it on Busting with the Boys, the NIL opportunities at Nebraska. Mathis could come here, and if he's starting, he's could very easily make six figures. So I think that's going to play a big part. Uh, so for me, I'm looking at Nash Hutmacher finally – putting that incredible strength of his on display and moving some dudes. So I think he will move a few dudes, make a few plays in the backfield. Um, and uh, yeah, that's the guy I'm, I'm really looking to see make a big splash. I mean, Hey, he's been here, what, two years and he's played a few snaps. It now's his go time. You know, for a lot of these guys that we're talking about so far, a lot of them, it's, it's go time. It's go time for Kapai. You know, it's go time for Lante Brown, a guy that's not caught a lot of balls here, but it's time. So I think we've picked some good ones, and I think it's time to uh, take a look at a brand new plus-minus game, which I will post this, folks, out on our our Facebook account, our Facebook page, and our Twitter feed. So if you aren't following us on either of those, go to at GenRedPod on both Facebook and Twitter, and you can participate in the plus-minus game. Um Last year, Nebraska scored a total of 41 points in the the, uh, spring game. 21 to 20 was the final score. As we recall, Heinrich Harburg threw that game-winning touchdown pass into the end zone. Um, So I have a plus-minus of 42 total points set for the 2022 spring game. Uh, I'm going to take the plus, and I'm going to say we're going to score seven points more than 42 what say you, my son? Yeah, I think ultimately it's going to be a plus. Uh, just, uh, I'm more inclined to think that our offense is going to be a little bit more lucrative and explosive. I know we've said that since the inception of Frost's hire. <laughs> um, yeah, we did. <laughs> so, you know, I just sound like a broken record or I'm just the definition of insanity here, but... Um, 
I don't know. I just have this hunch that there's going to be a little bit more explosiveness. I don't know how much. I don't know how much, but uh, I think they're going to play a little bit more uh, crazy. They're going to play lights out a little bit. Like, I don't know. I feel like with this offensive coaching staff, (sighs) I have this hunch that our players are going to play a lot harder than we've seen before, just based on personality types and leadership ability from the likes of Brian Applewhite and Mark Whipple and uh, Mickey Joseph. Like, those three guys alone changed the entire dynamic of – just yes, the 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 cornerstone of our offensive uh performance you know it's kind of like a monkey see monkey do you know if you have if you have coaches that come in with a chip on their shoulder and they are well rounded and expect absolute 100% of your of your mm-hmm. effort at any given moment you know, it's it's like a you put up or shut up. And I just yes, think sir. that our, our offense is going to score a lot more. I know that was a lot to say just for me to say that I'm thinking plus three. Um, <laughs> something it's not around. exactly a lot, but you never know. And, and the you reason why I'm picking plus three is because as much as everything I just said would make you think, okay, our offense is just going to go blah and just shit all over the place with like amazing, cool things. <laughs> um I'm 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 going to hold my reservation and say I'm I'm not going to believe it until I see it, but I'm going to give them at least a little right. bit of a benefit of the doubt and say that they will score around a total of 45 points. Okay, so you went with plus three. I think that's fairly safe too. Uh, I'm kind of right there with you. So here's how the li- the plus minus game is going to work for y'all. Um, it's simple. If you pick the plus. And it is over the number that we set in each of the games that we play. You get a point. If you pick the minus and you don't win or it isn't the minus, then you get zero points. There's no, you don't lose points. The only thing you can do is gain points. But if you pick the number that is set, you get two points if the number hits. So that's how the plus minus game is going to work. And so again, facebook.com, twitter.com slash at GenRedPod to play along with us. And the winner Second place finisher will get to do what our second place finisher this last year will do next weekend, which is join us for our spring game review. And then the winner will get to join us for our season preview episode right before the first game. And I am working on right now designing some T-shirts. So the winner will actually get a T-shirt out of the deal. Um, Um, So that pretty much wraps up. Go ahead. I'm sorry. You're good. Um, I was just going to say there's uh, something that our OG, original gangster followers, uh, might have noticed is that when me and my dad played the plus-minus game just now, previously last year we had a plus-minus game where between me and my father only, this is just between me and my dad, um, for those of you who participate, you just have to pick plus-minus or pick the number. Um, For us... We, we figured out that last year we had a little bit of a struggle with picking plus or minus because essentially <laughs> whoever got first pick um, generally had a way higher likelihood usually of usually one. Yeah. Um, 
And so we want to be able to split the difference. And so between me and my father, we both can pick minus now. We both can pick plus now. We just have to pick a split the difference number. That's why he said plus seven. That's why I said plus three. So depending on who's closer to whose number gets the point. Um, So just between me and my dad, that's how we're running things right now. Um, So just for some clarity, that's just between he and I and everybody else. You can just pick plus or minus and all is well. Absolutely. Absolutely. That is so cool. It's going to be fun. I'm really looking forward to the game next Saturday. But I'm also looking forward to what we're going to do with the show over this next year. And we're going to talk with you guys about a little bit of that here in just a couple seconds. Yes, indeed. I have fun doing those videos. I can't help myself. Um, <laughs> and thanks to EpidemicSound.com for the music. Uh, they're getting a free plug. I don't have an account or I'm not getting anything for this, but uh, it's a great place to go if you want to add some royalty-free sound and it doesn't cost you a whole lot of money every month. Anyway, uh, our future plans for Generation Red is first and foremost, you're looking at the first one, which is this is something we've been doing since, what, December, Scott? When we did our last episode doing the over-under game uh, results with the Husker Cuzcast, I think that was in December. Um, yeah. It was, and we've started it was doing the live streams with them. Yep, the roundtables. Uh, so we intend to continue that with our regular show. Uh, so every week during the season, we will be live streaming each week uh, as a review, doing a review of the game that was just played. And we will also do a preview of the next week's game. So we'll probably kind of get back to doing our long form podcasts. Uh, audience involvement is encouraged. Please. If you're watching, uh, (laughs) nobody is now, but that's okay. (laughs) But if you are, please send us some comments or questions as we're going through the show and we will be happy to throw those up on the screen if they're appropriate and, uh, answer any questions you might have. The audio show will still be available by Monday or Tuesday mornings on our feed. Um, on your favorite podcast app. So make sure you're subscribed there. If you'd rather consume your podcast in audio form, you will still be able to listen to what we just did here by Monday or Tuesday morning this next week. And of course, long form show during the season. And we plan to do this new thing called the Husker fan hangout. And that is where we're all where Scott and I are here on Streamyard with a bunch of you. We can have up to eight other folks on a stream with us. And depending on internet connection, of course, for me, (laughs) but um, if you want to participate in something like that, uh, please shoot us an email. We have a new email address now, which I'll talk about here in a minute. And the branding that we've kind of changed things up. If you're looking at the screen, you've seen that the branding's changed a little bit. Uh, But uh, genredpod at gmail.com is now an active email address where you can interact with us and request to be either on the show or on the Husker Fan Hangout and all that good stuff. So all I need is you to just put specifics in the subject line. Just say, hey, I want to be on the Husker Fan Hangout, and I will keep your name and uh, email address available. And when we start doing them, we'll let you know that uh, you're on the list. Okay, so uh, that's what I've got for the live stream side of that. Do you have any thoughts on any of that, Scott? Uh, No, not really. Not particularly. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Well, as far as branding is concerned, the as I said, the new email for listeners to email us is genredpod at gmail.com. 
YouTube channel has been changed to GenRedPod Live. And we're going to be moving our website eventually to PodPage. So stay tuned for the new URL. It should be live by the start of the season. The reason I'm doing that is, A, WordPress is an internal pain in the ass to update and add a podcast to. Uh, it just doesn't automatically grab the RSS feed from our podcast audio host. So I have to physically add it every single time. It's an extra, now that I've gotten fairly decent at it, it's an extra 10 to 15 minutes of work. But with PodPage, it just hooks directly to our RSS feed. As soon as I upload a show, everything and anything that I upload, including show notes and episode art and all that stuff, just automatically goes to our website at PodPage.com. So hmm. uh, that's why I'm going that route, just to streamline my back-end work after the show is over. Um, and it'll be it'll be better. I think it'll be a better... I have a feeling they use WordPress as their base, but they do all the work. All I have to do is upload stuff. So um, any, any thoughts on that, Scott, or any questions at all or ideas that you might have that maybe I'm not thinking of? Uh, n- a little bit. Um, eventually, we would like to uh, find ourselves in a place where we can snip together some highlights from some of our live streams and, uh, conversations that me and my father have and, and put them together on YouTube to kind of expand our, uh, our repertoire of media. Um, we'll see where that, when, and where that'll actually happen. It'll obviously happen on our YouTube channel, but, um, that's something that I'm looking into right now, kind of figuring out how to splice together a bunch of, uh, a bunch of audio clip or video clips and, and making them seamless and, and coherent, um, but yeah, that's awesome. I'm glad you were able to find that URL, uh, with pod page that it just makes your life a little bit easier and just plugs it all in and makes sure, a, a resource for our fans to, uh, to actually have a seamless, uh, a seamless, uh, 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 thing access to the show. Yeah. Yes. There we go. There we go. Yeah. Um, nope. That's all I got. Yep. Cool. Well, another thing that we're planning to do this season, instead of just looking at our two ugly mugs every week, we are hoping to have some guests on, including listeners. We want to be, as Scott and I talked about a couple months ago, we want to be an inclusive podcast. And that doesn't mean the political and cultural meaning that everybody thinks inclusivity means. It just means we want to include you. Uh, So if you're watching or listening to this later, and you'd like to be a part of one of these streams, you're more than welcome to. Again, email me at genredpod at gmail.com. Just let you just join the subject line. I'd like to be on the regular show and we'll, uh, I'll reach back out to you and we'll talk about it. So, and we're hoping to get some former players on. Uh, I know Scott's been talking to a couple people. I have talked to a couple. Um, and then we'd also like to keep partnering up with other podcasts. So yeah, you'll see uh, the CuzCast make a return visit here in the next uh, next few months anyway for the uh, plus minus game. Well, actually we're going to play the plus minus game on our, on our big red round table in July. So they're not necessarily going to be on generation red, but um, so yeah, that's kind of the plan. I know you kind of have some thoughts on guests and, and having other folks be involved in the show, right? Yeah. Yeah. Pretty much what you had said is that I think one of the things that we want to try and do, that's just a little bit different 
than maybe other Husker podcasts and, you know, don't shoot the messenger. Like I could be wrong. Um, is that we're not necessarily concerned with bringing people the most up to date and most accurate information. Like we're, 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 we're not perfect. Like we, we're just fans. Like that's, that's what we are. We're a fan podcast and, and we're, we don't necessarily want to constrain ourselves to only just the highest possible quality content with the most well-articulated individuals. Like it, you know, we'll have some hit or misses. Like we'll definitely have some guests that we're just like, all right, I awesome. You know, like, but that's, that's kind of the, uh, that's kind of how conversations in, in sports fandom work. Like when you're at the bar, when you're at a family gathering or, or when you're just hanging out at church or the community center that you, that you volunteer at, when you talk about sports, like it's just genuine, uh, unapologetic, completely off the top of the dome, like conversation. And I think that people enjoy that. I I think that people genuinely want to listen to uh, those those organic opinions that people formulate just right, right on the fly. Sure. Um, and so, yeah, what, what we would love to do is to, like my dad said, we would love to just have anybody on, like, so long as, as you have, we do have a little bit of a standard. Like we, we don't want you to have it on your Nokia flip phone with, you know, like a tiny little uh, Bluetooth microphone. Like, you know, we, we would love for at least a little bit of, of, you know, good video quality and good microphone quality. And that's pretty much it. Like we would love to just have all of the fans. Let's have all the fans. Let's yep. all get together and talk about Husker football and let's all be wrong sometimes. Like be just wildly. <laughs> yeah. Wrong. Um, and that's kind of what the Husker fan hangout is going to be about too. Unscripted, no, no outlines, no plans. You just bring whatever the blazes in Husker sports you want to talk about. Hell, I won't know a whole lot about the other sports, but uh, it'll be fun to hear what you guys have to say. So, yeah, and certainly on this show, anybody who wants to come on and talk Husker football and brings at least a decent camera and a way of doing their audio so that it's not hideous to listen or watch, <laughs> that yes. would be awesome. Um, anything else you want to say on that? Um. I feel so I like there was dropped into like, number four anyway. So, yeah, yeah, I guess, no, just, uh, we just would really like to, uh, be a, a safe haven for maybe other former or current players to come and just maybe just shoot the crap. Like we don't even necessarily need to talk about Husker football sometimes. Like we could just have just talk. A, a, a conventional conversation about food or, about interests and hobbies and stuff like that. Like maybe to get to know, absolutely. Maybe give a platform to a player. If you know, maybe they just want to talk about something that they do aside from football um, or anything really like I, the sky's the limit, I guess, you know, that's, I guess that would be the the last thing that I had in my mind of things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we can move on. Well, part of having listener and viewer involvement, uh, we would really love it because we do the fun fact segment on this show, which we kind of opened with that this this afternoon, even without calling it that. Uh, but we would love to hear fun facts about you guys. Uh, send them in an email. 
at genredpod at gmail.com. I'm going to keep saying that thing until you all have it memorized. And uh, if you send those to us, any of those fun facts that get sent, uh, we'll read them on the air. So, and uh, yeah, you'll be like podcast famous. So that's pretty cool. Um, and then of course, please do us a huge favor and like, share and re- leave us a rating and a review. Uh, it certainly helps our show get noticed. The more listeners get involved with letting other folks know that the show's out here. It really, we really appreciate it. Our downloads keep going. Uh, I'm so impressed with, uh, where we've gone and where we've come from, uh, and getting to make contacts with people like the go big red cast and, and others in the Husker Cuzcast has been, truly one of the joys of my life uh getting to know those guys and hanging out with those guys has been absolutely awesome uh so as far as yeah you kind of mentioned it you kind of mentioned number five a little bit when you were talking about the fact that we'd like to be more of a conversational show Uh, a little bit less regimented now i do have an outline we're going by an outline here Yes, but we don't have a shit ton of bullet points under the outline for that we have to get in, which has always been a problem, at least for me, is I'll throw, a, I'll I'll usually do an outline for the show, folks, just a little gl- glimpse behind the curtain, and then I'll do a separate outline for me so that I have all the bullet points down of all the things I want to talk about according to our main show outline. And let me tell you, we spend probably more time. At least I have when I've been on the mic, I have spent more time making sure I get all my bullet points in as opposed to uh, allowing for a conversation. So I'm going to work really hard on that. Just maybe come out with a really loosely based outline, have an idea of where we're going and then just let the conversation take us there. Uh, So that's the plan. I I know you're kind of the same way. We both are really good at monologues, right? (laughs) Yeah, we can talk. Um. Yeah, no, what I was thinking of was just the fact that, yeah, I think I think uh, one of the things that is is human about me and my dad is that, you know, we we don't want to look dumb. We don't want to we don't want to look like a deer in in headlights uh, when when we're called upon to just pull out information out of our head on a whim, which granted is is an insecurity of mine. Like I don't have a really great memory, so it is very difficult for me to do that. But what I do know is that when I take those, when I take those, uh, those expectations and I, and I get rid of them, I, I'm more myself. I can actually just like, instead of being worried about, Oh, did I say the right thing? Did I say the right name? Did I quote the right statistic? I can just be more conversational and, and what you had written down there and you haven't used the word yet, but I could be more controversial. Like I'm actually a way more controversial opinion person than I would make it out to be in the podcast. I like to play it safe. A lot of the times I like to, I like to make sure that I'm not ruffling any feathers, stepping on any toes. I like to be a little bit more agreeable at times, but there are just times where, I mean, I'm not like an ass hat or anything, but you know, maybe I, you know, maybe this, this gives us the opportunity to be a little bit more controversial and, and, and just say what we're thinking instead of reciting a bullet sure. point that, that was, you know, uh, that it was like proofread and, and, and watered down and, and made more vanilla. Like, nope, let's, let's just be, let's just be more, uh, more, uh, careless than careful. Um, I think that's one of the things yeah, that I do. A little more carefree. I, yeah. Th- I think yeah. that's one of the things. Once again, shout out to the yeah, Cuscast. I agree, is, I agree is completely. They found, the Cuscast has found a, a really good art of of they've got bullet points, 
but it's more of like uh how to keep them oriented in one direction but they're not they're not afraid to move left or right um with with what it is that they're thinking about it um and so that's that's something i admire sure. about them. they have perfected the art of arguing yeah. <laughs> for certain uh arguing or debating i would just say passionate debate they don't really argue argue they just they're they're very good at being able to argue their side of an argument. And there's usually three sides with those guys. And I really appreciate that about them. I hope we can kind of get there uh, at times. I don't want our whole podcast to be about being controversial, but at no. times you drop something that, that bugs you about the team that you're just not sure why it bugs you. And there's just something you need to say. I, by all means, you know, say it. Uh, so that's going to be fun. I am hoping we're definitely going to be more free flowing and uh, like, you know what? I already talked about the last topic, which was the new plus minus game. Uh, but I'll just remind you again, Facebook page and Twitter. This season is where you can play. And again, the winner will join us for our season preview episode right before the first game. And you get a Gen Red t-shirt and second place will join us live on our 2023 20, spring game review. So that's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it. Um, you know what? That pretty much wraps up the topics we wanted to talk about tonight. Uh, any other thoughts just bouncing around in your head you just want to throw out there? Uh, just that I'm excited to uh, go to the spring game, and then we're also going to hop over to a yeah. baseball game um, right after yes. that. So it'll be a fun, sun, hopefully a sun-filled day. I actually haven't checked the weather to see what it's supposed to be like. Um, but Last I checked, 60s and partly cloudy at times. But, yeah, we should be should be pretty decent. Sweatshirt uh, weather, yeah. probably. Nice. So, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to that, too. I'm really excited about that. Well, let's see here. Doo-doo-doom. There it is. The next Gen Red Pod stream is April 10th, 2022. So that's the next Sunday at 4.30 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Thank God we're going to actually have one time starting next year. That's going to be awesome. We'll spring forward, and then we'll be done with this whole time change crap. But anyway, uh, April 10th, 2022, 4.30 p.m. Central Daylight Time. Our guest will be Luke Merrill, one of Scott's buddies uh, from growing up in Grand Island. He was the second-place finisher in the 2021 plus-minus game, and we will be, of course, reviewing the uh, spring game for this year. So, And then our next set of roundtables will be in May, June, and July. And uh, the first one is May 15th, 2022 at 7.30 p.m. Central Daylight Time. And we will be picking our own black shirts, not based on what any of the coaches say, not based on anything, but we'll just have a little bit of fun filling out the black shirts. And who knows, maybe we'll throw in the uh, who we want to see as the second teamers, too, just to have a little bit mm. of fun with it. Um, so that's what's going on in May, June. I don't have necessarily a date yet because I'm not exactly sure if the second Sunday in June is going to work with any, everyone. We don't have a confirmed guest. I'm talking to someone who's also a Husker fan based podcast and they've said they're interested. They just don't know what their schedule is going to be at that point. So, mm. uh, once we know, we'll let you know, uh, but we will be that topic that night. We'll be picking our offensive starters. So that ought to be fun because I think we might have some differing opinions on that one. Yeah. Uh, and then July, of course, as I said earlier, we will be doing the next, 
the next uh, version of the over-under game with the Husker Cuzcast. We won't have a guest that night. It'll be just us five. It should be a whole lot of fun, and I'm going to try to come up with some different categories, more so than just total offense, total defense, and all that kind of stuff. I think I'm going to get a little bit more specific, and I think it's going to be a little bit, a lot more fun. Uh, so there you go. That's the plans for the future as far as the shows coming up. Uh, we won't do another generation red unless something crazy comes up between now and the, and the beginning of the season, we will probably just do our, our show next week. And then we will begin to start podcasting weekly, uh, the first week in August. So, uh, to, to lead up to the season. So there you go. We really appreciate you guys listening, watching. You have any, any thoughts on any of that stuff, Scott, or is there any ideas that you have in mind that we need to do for the next couple roundtables? I know I kind of came up with them on my own along with Justin. He was kind of part of that too. Um, you like those? Cause we, yeah. we thought one topic per round table was a good idea. Maybe just maybe we don't have to freaking live stream for two hours. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. On a Sunday that can be a little bit brutal sometimes, but uh, yeah, it can poor, especially for poor Tyler. Cause he's got to get up so early. So that's, I think why he was probably not part of the one we did with honky. Uh, just cause I think, two hours is too long for him. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, anyway, no, no, I don't, I don't, I don't have anything to add. Just all right. let's move into yeah, season this two. Is gonna be fun. I'm really looking forward to next week, looking forward to uh, the spring game. And again, you can find us, uh, you can like share or like download. Good Lord, man. I don't have my script written out. Can you tell? <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> you, you can listen, download, or subscribe to our show at our website, which is still currently genredpod.com. You can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook at genredpod or genredpod live on YouTube. And of course our email is genredpod at gmail.com. My name's Ken, he's Scott. Together we are Generation Red, and we're here to remind you that Iowa's corn sucks. No place like Nebraska. Go be this podcast is not associated in any official capacity with the University of Nebraska or the Cornhusker football team. All opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the hosts alone and are intended for entertainment purposes only. Anyway, thanks so much for listening. Stay sweet and salty and go Big Red. Go Big Red.